Today, two. Let's do. Let's do one word. Let's do one word introductions. Okay. Hello. Today we sit down and talk and about and <laughs> the and show and good and omens. Hey, I'm Jacob. And I'm Alden. And we're both teachers at a Canadian school in China. And we're searching for answers. But poorly! So that makes us real human beings. This is our podcast where we talk about random stuff like uh, movies, TV shows, music. Life in China, teaching, politics, sports, pretty much whatever we're interested in. Uh, so what's on the schedule today? Good omens! Good omens, good bromans. Yeah. Good om- good omens, good bromans. Welcome, my friends, to this uh, podcast of omens. The, I just rhymed omens and omens. The nice and precise podcast. Ooh, that's a great... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Holden, yeah. uh, I just came across this book. Yeah. In, hello, by the way. Hi. Uh, <laughs> hi, hi. Uh, wow, there's a mic right in front of us. Wow. But this is totally organic and definitely. I found this book, this huge tome in the uh, the library recently, and I just wanted to share it with you. <laughs> wow, that's a really big book, Jacob. It's, it's also so, it's also it's, like jumping around. It's, yeah. so, it's it's alive. It's like a Harry Potter book. You know. All right. Like, let me let me let me put it open. It's called the the nice and precise. Oh, 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 right, the yeah. dust. <laughs> it's called the nice and accurate prophecies of Alden McQueen and Jacob Skirmerhorn. Whoa! Let's read one of those prophecies, and then uh, will come a time when the when when the man of both east and west demands that his prophets be returned threefold. And the stocks will be taken from the village square and brought back to his house. Wow. I have no idea what that could possibly be referring to. Uh, well, you know what the prophecy that, that I that I found says? It says, it's prophecy. Oh, wow. It's the very first one. It says, there will come a time when two best friends oh, this one. come to China. I'm not a big fan of this one. <laughs> I don't. I think this one it doesn't hold a lot of water. All right. Um, well, you know, maybe they're not talking about us. But yeah, yeah. We're the only ones who are here yeah, it's right two now. Other people. Yeah. Hey, it could be. Yeah, yeah. We're not the protagonists. No. All right, Jacob. Here we go. Good omens. Yes, that's right. Jacob and I we watched. Good omens. The new Amazon. Amazon. Amazon, Amazon Prime uh, TV show. Yeah. Armageddon's days away, and we've lost the Antichrist. We have to work together. We have nothing whatsoever in common. I don't even like you. You do. If we don't find him, it'll be the war to end everything. Adam, where are we going? The end of the world. It's not far. The Earth isn't going to just end itself. The four horsemen of the apocalypse are being summoned. War, pollution, 
famine, death. Who exactly summons them? Not my department. Uh, based off of the book by the same name, by co-written by Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman? Neil Gaiman. Uh, Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman? Is it Gaiman or Gaiman? He's a Gaiman. It's, yeah, well... So good, good, good omens. I thought we could start talking about um, just kind of our experience with the book. Yeah, sure. Um, when, when did you read? When did you read the book? When were you introduced to the book? Okay, so I think we can talk about Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman in this. So thing too. talk about the two authors, Neil Gaiman. Well, I mean, let's start with the book first. Okay. So then the the book was the last Neil Gaiman book I read, out of yeah. all the books that he's written. It was the last one, including like graphic novels and yes. stuff. So uh, the first Neil Gaiman book I read was Neverwhere. Then I read then I read American Gods. Then I read all his short stories. Then I read Sandman. And then in like 2012, I read Good Omens. Okay. Or 2013. Yeah. So it's like the last, and that's like the last Neil Gaiman book I read. The first one I actually read was Nancy Boys, and then I went back and read mm-hmm. other things. So it was like this weird path to get to that last one. Coraline, um, Great yeah, Dark exactly. Book. So really like I literally read like all of his other material, yeah. and then. And then good omens. good omens. Well, I mean... I know I borrowed it from a friend and never yeah. gave it back, and then it rotted in my bathroom. Oh, that's pretty sad. Unfortunately, yes. It got introduced to too much mist. Um, yeah, Salt Spring is very misty. No, it was in Victoria. Uh, well, either way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I think when I first... I, I actually listened to the audiobook first. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a car ride on a road trip going to our favorite vacation spot, Cape May. New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I talk about it a lot. I don't think I've ever talked about it here, but that's fine. <laughs> you definitely talked to. about it on the pod. Maybe. I feel like you have. Maybe. His favorite spot is Cape May. It's in New Jersey. Any case, it was a, a great choice in terms of uh, a book because it was something that like every one of my family could enjoy. Yeah. It's, it's 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 got a sense of humor about it. It's yeah. funny, but it's also like thoughtful. Yeah. Also gross and yeah. stuff like that it's, it's got a lot to it and um there's a certain ineffable quality mm. that's not super easy to describe yeah. but if you've ever read any terry yeah. pratchett neil yeah. gaiman yeah. or like douglas adams i would throw yeah. him in there too it's it's that's the tone they, they're going for it's very that's mood going for. yeah it's got a big mood um but yeah uh that that and then after that i actually got the book out and actually read it this was um, like what how what what year in high school sometime. So 2010, somewhere in there? Yeah, I don't remember exactly. I don't, I yeah. don't keep as good, as effective <laughs> dates as you do in terms of... I don't really remember when I graduated either, like my graduation Sick. date and stuff. I really don't. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I really like the book. The book is great. Yeah, um, Yeah, and Neil Gaiman's great. I've, I've read a bunch of his stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to get... I, I got back into it a little bit because uh, I was reading Sandman Chronicles and the, uh, the his graphic novel series in the library recently and it, um, yeah it's it's good I just mm-hmm. like I always remember I just forgot mm-hmm. like how good it was yeah Terry Pratchett then uh, I've been reading more of the Discworld mm-hmm. stuff I have out right now interesting times because that's the one that our library here actually has but yeah and I'm enjoying it I'm enjoying it it's very good. Yeah, yeah. Terry Pratchett was very late for me too. Yeah. Like he was, uh, the first one I read was like Color of Magic, which was the first one. Yeah. And I read it on like a whim over a weekend on a camping trip, mm. and that was like three years ago or whatever it was, or four years ago. And I was like, this is fun. 
Yeah, and then I wrote, read Witches. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I read Cards, 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 which is really, really That's good. That's a good one, too. I read that when flying out to Rochester. I picked it up because I was like, oh, I should read more Terry Pratchett. I've heard this is really good. Nice. Or sorry, Guards. I, think I, I read it over our yeah. vacation to uh, yeah. uh, Scotland. And it was very, it was very important because uh, when I got to your place, your father mm-hmm. said, oh, it's a good book. And yeah. right away, I knew I'd be like, okay. <laughs> the in-laws, they're okay with me. The they're okay, okay with, with you. Like your mother was a slam dunk. It was so easy. That sounds gross, but my my dad. Like, your I don't dad. Know why you your would've... dad is a whole other level of like. I want to. I want to impress your dad. I want to impress. <laughs> He's not dad. intimidating. He's very intimidating. He's not. Yeah, I gotta impress him. Okay. Just because you just because you bully him and you mistreat him, you don't treat him with enough respect. Anyways, um, I think. The thing about Neil Gaiman and uh, Terry Pratchett, mm. when they wrote Good Omens, the book, yeah. they uh, later would famously say that they like... Don't remember who they, wrote what. Yeah, yeah, they don't remember who wrote what. And that's kind of really cool. Yeah. Um, because when you do... When you read... Like, Gaiman definitely does... There's, Gaiman yeah. definitely does, I think, have a lot more of the, like kind of the horror, horrifying kind yes. of elements and yeah. stuff. But at the same time, he still has that kind of like very He's dry wit, dry wit, and yeah. that very kind of uh, just matter of fact way mm-hmm. of, of just stating stuff. There so was... it does it does make sense to me that like you would be just yeah. be like, oh yeah, who knows which. There was I, I definitely yeah. when I read it, I definitely could say because I read it in a time that I was reading a lot of Neil Gaiman. There were <laughs> definitely passages where I'm like, oh, this is very clearly written by Neil. Yeah. Like it's very, very clearly written by him. And that wasn't a bad thing. Like, I was never like, ah, oh, fuck, this book sucks, because yeah. it's two distinct authors. Yeah. I thought it was actually kind of charming. Yeah. This well, is... and they're really good friends. Like, yeah, exactly. They, they worked... So, they, they worked really closely, and they yeah. were... They, they you know, would travel together even yeah. when they weren't writing a book together. Yeah, so, like, like it, it never bothered so, me in the yeah. slightest. Um, so, it's two, it's two friends yeah. writing a book together, yeah. which is... That's yeah. a really cool... Yeah. It's really... A there was a... There's this... Inspiring story. Totally... It's somewhat related, but it, you're... The... Yeah. There's a quote in uh, Good Omens, which I think my my mind jumps to Terry Pratchett writing it, which is um, most books about witches talk about how they would do ceremonies naked. Right, naked yeah. And then it's like most of those books were written by men. Right. And that strikes me as a very like Pratchettian uh, qu- quoting. And just recently today, actually, I was on a subreddit called uh, Men Writing Women, which is just like a collection of bad <laughs> work for when men <laughs> write women yeah. in literature and it was pointed out basically that like more often than not it's just physical like if a man is writing about a woman and from a man's perspective he'll describe her like breasts or something like vaguely sexual but not like super sexual so like the way she walks or whatever and then Terry Pratchett what he does when he wants to say a woman's attractive yeah. he'll describe a woman doing something uh-huh. like uh, oh she walked to the 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 tavern and got a beer yeah. and then she, then he will describe a man reacting to the woman so like yeah. rinse when blood gushes out of his nose because <laughs> it's like sort of anime, like anime. yeah yeah Fuck. yeah so like so rather than describing the woman he describes the scene being changed by the woman uh-huh. and then you just sort of fill in the gaps yeah. whereas like other writing they'll describe for example altered yeah. carbon which is a cyberpunk book that became a show yeah yeah he, there's multiple paragraphs where he describes rests in it and Stephen King, it's like yeah. Well, there's a breasts. bunch of awkward stuff yeah. in that. George R. R. Martin cannot. The amount of times he mentions Daenerys' nipples is insanely uh, that's high. So gross. It's insanely high. Like it's a frequent yeah. mention of them nips. So what you're saying is Terry Pratchett 
is a is good. Is a he does it um, in a way feminist. That, he does it in a he's way a male feminist. He's a male ally. I would say that he does it in a way that is effective. Yeah. I think that he has a very good grasp mm-hmm. on. Like he reflects, and you can, t- and he's he he is able to, mm-hmm. like all of the Discworld is is holding up a a, a a wacky mirror to the world and being like, look, look at how weird your yeah. your real your yeah, our world he, is. Humans, humans yeah. are just he's strange just trying to reflect people, whatever yeah. he sees. Sure, and that's the same thing we see in Good Omens is like this yeah. sort of yeah. I was gonna say um, comical horror. <laughs> some some of the sad stuff though is Terry Pratchett uh, died. Uh, I feel like. 2014, 2015. Yeah, a couple of years, uh, whatever, regardless. Yeah. Um, and uh, Neil Gaiman, who has um, for a really long time actually stopped a bunch of mm-hmm. Sandman uh, yeah. adaptations from yeah. getting made because mm-hmm. he doesn't want that, and like mm-hmm. that's fair. Um, he was very against adapting Good Omens mm-hmm. as a TV show mm-hmm. until he got a posthumous letter from mm-hmm. Terry mm-hmm. Uh, basically being like, go for it. <laughs> And so that's what convinced him, and that's that's also just such a incredible, interesting like thing. Like that's such a cool bond that those guys have. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching. I just want to mention this one thing. I was watching a bunch of article, a bunch of interviews with some of the cast and stuff. And uh, at the very end, because um, they're paired up in twos and, and whatever, and Neil, Neil Gaiman is one of them, and, and they're they're answering questions, um, and one of them says like. Uh, or comments or something like that, and and somebody wrote down like uh, make make Terry proud, mm-hmm. and uh, Neil gets like choked up mm-hmm. and he starts talking about it and he's like that's what the whole entire um, uh, goal of this TV yeah. show was. I wanted to make him proud. I wanted to make sure that he mm-hmm. had a good legacy mm-hmm. to be remembered by and stuff like that. I, mean, yeah. I don't know. It was just it was a very genuine it was very genuine emotion and it was yeah. just it was cool. It's cool. Tito Lopez says, make Terry Pratchett proud. And honestly, that was the driving force behind every decision, behind each thing we did. And what was lovely about it was also it was infectious. So that was where I came from and because I was the showrunner and that was my dream. I think we had over 200 cast, um, an enormous crew, amazing people all over the world doing amazing things and we were all determined to make something that Terry would have loved. These these guys really cared about each other. Yeah. So, I don't know. I would definitely say that like the show is incredibly faithful to the text. Yeah. Like it, Well, American Gods yeah. got into trouble for Yes. That's, by that's a, Neil. That, and I and I feel like Neil is the kind of person to really care about that. Really care yeah. about the text. Sure. Uh, and I think both him and Terry were people who truly enjoyed the craft of writing, almost to like a point of pretension. Yeah. Um, that's me doing a lot of value <coughs> judgment. But it, when you watch the show, and you, if you haven't read the book and you watch the show, you. I would still recommend reading the book, but you have read the book essentially. There are things that you'll miss. But the text to film ratio is almost a hundred percent. There's yeah. very little that's changed, if anything. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I was gonna say that the the friendship between these two guys is yeah. the one thing that I'm bringing up because the show itself. We should yeah. maybe actually talk about the yeah. specifics. The show itself revolves around two very close friends. Yeah, one of them is an angel, yeah. and one of them is like a, a devil. Yeah. Um, 
and so they're they're on Earth, uh, yeah. Aziraphale and Crowley. They're specifically the angel that guarded the gates of Eden and the snake that tempted Eve for the apple. Right. And they're kind of like the 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 man on the ground for both sides. Right. So heaven and hell yeah. are locked in this eternal like struggle, yeah. and yeah. so they have their their men on the ground, like yeah. you say. Yeah. And uh, Aziraphale and Crowley have kind of gone native. Yeah. They enjoy the earth. They yeah. enjoy different. Stuff they enjoy eating, it. even though they don't need to. Yeah. They enjoy Crowley eating. Likes they enjoy fashion, drinking, driving. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know. uh, Aziraphale has his bookshop that yeah. he's very uh, proud of. Proud of, yeah. and he loves getting the different stuff. Yeah. And and neither one is truly like. And angelic or, or demonic yeah. anymore. They've become yeah. more human. More human, <laughs> one might say. And so it revolves around uh, the end of the world, Armageddon, yeah. Yeah. Um, when Crowley uh, and Azurfell, yeah. uh, like they, they get involved with the Antichrist, yeah. who's supposed to bring about the ending of the world, mm-hmm. and they try to. Um, they, tr- they try to prevent it. Yeah. And so a bunch of other stuff comes out of yeah. it. There's witches, yeah. there's. Um, there's the four horsemen, yeah. there's, um... It's all chaos. Uh, and... There's witch finders. Yeah. What else? Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And it's, it all comes together in this chaotic, crazy fashion. Yeah. And it just, like, everything ex- kind of, like... Locks together. Yeah. yeah. It's great. It's, it's, it's really, it's really yeah. wonderful. Um, Jacob and I were definitely, uh, felt akin, at least the first season of Dirk Gently, there was a certain similarity of sort yeah. of slight oddity. But everything's just sort of moving forward. And Dirk Gently is also yeah. one where there's like five separate things going, going on, yeah. but they all eventually come together. They're yeah. all eventually meant to come together. Yeah. And I mean, that's originally from Douglas Adams, who yeah. I think is very similar yeah. in a lot of ways. I mean, like, I, I would I would definitely say with the show, too, like when you talk about the two characters, uh, Aziraphale mm-hmm. and, and Crowley, they are, even at the beginning, like pretty relaxed. You know, like Aziraphale gives the sword to Adam to send them out into the desert. Yeah. Crowley's already talking to him then. Yeah. Their their connection between each other is like at the heart of the show, which yeah. I really like. And um, and and it's good too because their characters kind of play off each other. So angels are sort of persnickety. They all wear beige or tan clothes. Yeah. They're very boring. John Hamm shows up for sort of a yeah. very blustery buffoonish. Yeah, we should we should talk about the yeah. the casting because yeah. yeah the um the two mains uh. Uh, Michael Michael Sheen Michael Sheen yeah. Michael Sheen Michael Sheen plays Aziraphale and then David Daniel Tennant da- David fuck David Tennant <laughs> Daniel Tennant uh, Daniel Tennant uh, <laughs> David Tennant plays yeah, yeah. Crowley yeah. Um, and uh, yeah those are those are like I think they're the two strongest performers oh, which is which is yeah what you want yeah but a ton of other people show up Francis McDormand is the the voice of God yeah. um. Benedict Cumberbatch is the voice of Satan. Yeah. Um, there's also a bunch of uh, English actors who yeah. basically, whenever they come on stream, they'll be like, oh, I remember them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, sure. yeah so I think the casting was great. And John Hamm as as Gabriel, like yeah. you said before, um, I, I was watching this thing where Hamm was talking about the way he was playing it, mm-hmm. and uh, he played it like that boss that everybody's always had. Mm-hmm. He was so confident mm-hmm. in... The fact that their plan is working, yeah. their plan is, is is in motion. And you know, I, I I I was asking, you know, is he British? Is he this? And so, no, no, no. I very much want him to be American because he has to be this very confident. Uh, although the confidence is woefully misplaced, and so that there's a lot of comedy that comes out of that. So, I had a pretty good idea of of who who that guy was, and and basically he's the guy that 
he's the boss that everyone's had at some point in their life who is so sure of what they're doing and so, so wrong. The Earth isn't going to just end itself. The four horsemen of the apocalypse are being summoned. War, pollution, famine, death. Who exactly summons them? Not my department. And I think that's so, like, true to yeah. all of all of their... Pratchett. Pratchett, and, and I think Gaiman, too, in yeah. a lot of ways, says a lot of... I mean, this is more Pratchett, mm -hmm. but reading from... Reading from uh, Interesting Times, at the very beginning of it, um, the the idea of a, a, a boss who's mm -hmm. too confident, who mm -hmm. doesn't, you know, mm -hmm. the, this, this, like, um, thing here. It says, uh, this is the, the arch wizard talking to everybody. He, he says, uh, round everyone up. My study, 10 minutes. Uh, he was a great believer in this approach. A less direct arch chancellor would have wandered around looking for everyone. His policy would just find one person and make their life difficult until everything happened the way he wanted it to. And it has a footnote. A policy adopted by almost all managers and several notable gods. Yeah. And I guess... The reason why I was saying that, so we're talking about Gabriel, is we were talking about this a lot, is, like, the idea of, like, upper management doesn't have any idea what the fuck's yeah. going on. Yeah. Like, all the demons, yeah. all the angels are out of touch. Yeah. Um, they don't understand Earth. Yeah. Crowley is using all this, like, very new technology. Yeah. Um, His highway is very annoying, but they're like, "Did you corrupt the priest?" Like it doesn't matter. Everybody's annoyed. Right. He 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 goes by. He yeah. He creates the the really horrible congested uh, highway yeah. as opposed to trying to tempt one person. Yeah. He's gonna give a little bit of badness it's to everybody. Great, yeah. And that's like it's yeah. brilliant. And Aziraphale puts a little bit of goodness. You know, he just tries to <clears throat> sort of like function within the system. I don't know. It's 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 a fascinating. Like look into I think both men's philosophies because I would argue that in Neil Gaiman's work to some degree and Terry mm -hmm. Pratchett to a very high degree, yeah. they routinely their figures of evil are extremists, regard like on any by any measure. Yeah. The bad guy is not necessarily somebody who's doing something bad, but is doing something with absolute like faith in that. Well, thing. I think I think even more so in terms of like definitely Neil Gaiman, yeah. like the thing that I think I really see in this is the idea of like heaven and hell play a really big de really big uh, part in the Sandman Chronicles, yeah. and um, the idea of both sides being like like the angels are unknowable mm -hmm. and just these like alien mm -hmm. forces and the demons are these like yeah horrible horrible torturous things but one of the big things that he talks about he multiple times in the sandman series he talks about like people make their own hells yeah like we inflict these punishments on ourselves we create our own things mm -hmm. and so this idea of humanity mm -hmm. and the power of humanity i think mm -hmm. is both very mm -hmm. Pratchett game. There's a very, there's like a third layer, I think, to, or yeah. a second layer, I think, to Good Omens. It's also to do with the name. Sure. Uh, is that there's sort of a meta text within the text itself, which yeah. is the, the nice and accurate prophecies of Angus Netter, who is a witch who makes a book of perfect prophecy. Yeah. And she's routinely used as sort of uh, the goad or the, the, the MacGuffin that's needed. Goober? The sort of, yeah, exactly. The thing that, the thing that moves the plot along a little bit. Um, one of her characters, Anathema Device, or Anathema Device, uh, an Anathema is something that cannot be. So, mm -hmm. like, 
and it would cancel something else, cancels out something. So I am an, an anathema to you, or an angel is an anathema to a, a, a devil. So then her name is literally device which cancels out stuff. So mm-hmm. by simply, it's like this amazing little extra layer that sort of provides a bit of oomph to things moving along. I like it a lot. Well, the names are great. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, just beyond the yeah. being greater yeah. things, but yeah, I yeah. love the names. Yeah. Sergeant Sa- Shadwell. Yeah. And Tracy. Yeah. Um, Warlock. Warlock. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I guess in terms... It's a very yeah. clever book. I'll put it that way. It's a very clever... It's a very neat, yeah. clever book that's very well mm-hmm. wrapped up. You, there's, no, there's, yeah. there's no beginning, there's no end. It's just... You would read it and you're like, cool, that was great. Mm-hmm. There's no feeling of like, I need to know more. Yeah. Or I wish I knew more. It's just... I've read a book and yeah. that was enjoyable. Yeah, so um, like I said before, it involves the Antichrist mm-hmm. and uh, basically the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the idea is, is that uh, the Antichrist, as a baby, was delivered to the wrong family. Mm-hmm. Like they had this whole switching babies yeah. thing. And it was just this mistake that happened. Yeah. And so the baby, they think, is with the American diplomat, but it turns out it's actually growing up in just... Tadfield, yeah, this in, tiny little yeah in England somewhere, a village in England. Yeah, um, and it's just a it's just a normal boy who just mm-hmm. little mischievous, little but like a good boy. Yeah, a, he's he's a little rascally, but he's also just a kid. You know, yeah. he's also like just. But yeah, he cares about his friends, and mm-hmm. they have adventures together, and they they do stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, to come back to that point is spoilers, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, is uh, the idea that in the end, like humanity is this yeah. thing that wins out. It's yeah. it's it's like this idea of free will, mm-hmm. um, and the idea of like picking your own choice, mm-hmm. picking your own path, mm-hmm. and that's really inspiring and something that I feel like uh, I, I really appreciated at this point in my yeah. life, <laughs> this point in my uh, in our career as we are standing on the precipice precipice of darkness of well leaving, you know. Um, yeah. This I'm doing something else, so I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, too. It, is there anything else that really to? The effects were good. The, the effects are pretty British. Mm, well, I mean, it's it's made by Amazon. That's the yeah. thing that like. Yeah. It feels like a BBC show, though. Sure, I mean they're a little cheesy uh, in some parts, but it's also fun. You just yeah. it doesn't just, matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, just 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 uh, you know. Yeah. Um, Whatever, just... Uh, just enjoy it. Yeah. I think my favorite line of the whole entire thing, and again, cheesy, but... Uh, oh, it made me smile. Because it was like... It was just inspiring. It was humanity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one, of, one of Adam's friends stabs the four horsemen mm-hmm. in with the flaming sword. Mm-hmm. Well, they all they all stab them, but she says, you know, I believe in peace, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was time to decide who your friends were, and Adam had. So the Antichrist, three human children, and a former hellhound faced death and three monsters who came from the minds of humanity. The thing is, they're not actually real. They're just like nightmares, really. Little boys with your toys. I'm not a boy. I am war. You were made to serve me, to live in me, and die in me. And my mum says that war is just masculine imperialism executed on a global stage. <laughs> a little girl. Run home and play with your dollies, little girl. I do not endorse 
everyday sexism. <laughs> We're Adam's real friends. Not you lot. Every joke. Just say what you believe, Pepper. I believe in peace, bitch. I believe in a clean world. And I believe in food and a healthy lunch. Actually, it's a very good thing. Didn't that used to be your soul? I do believe it was. <laughs> Love that. I believe in peace, bitch. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that whole entire scene just made me smile. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's a good show. Yeah, it's just positive. You know, it's just a good show. You're and enjoying yourself. If if you if you've ever read the book, you yeah. can still watch the watch the TV show. Mm -hmm. If you if yeah. you've, if you have read the book, mm -hmm. I would suggest watching the TV show too. Mm -hmm. I think it's a great adaptation of it. Totally. Um, yeah. Anything else? No, really. It's like the. I really enjoyed it. It's good. How how much do we need more time? Do we do we need to feel fatted fatted out here? No, it's fine. Uh, do you want to give it a score? Yeah, we can give it a score. Okay. Um, I think. Uh, I think, eight point two five. Now we're getting into point two fives. Oh my god. <laughs> It's not quite 8.5. It's too, too granular. Fine, 8.5. Why not just give it an 82? I'll just give it like on a... No, it's 8.25. <laughs> 8.25. Okay, 8.25. Out of 10. And why, why do you say this? I think it suffered a little bit from... You did this with Last Jedi too. I know. 8.9. Can't give it the full 9. Yeah, 8.25. Uh, it suffered from being too attached to the text. I would have liked a little. How? What? Where could they have changed? Do you think? Well, see, that's the thing that I don't know because, like, should the show have been longer or shorter? It just. But I think. I think it's only six episodes. Maybe. Maybe you know what it is. Maybe it's just because I read the book, and then so when I'm watching the show, mm. and I know that it's like accurate to the text, mm -hmm. it's like I'm reading the book again. And when you read a book again, it's fun, but it's not like you're like, ooh. Like, I wonder what comes next. Because you already know what comes next. You already, you're already there. Like, it's already... It's, it's predetermined. I guess, but isn't, isn't that true with watching any adaptation? No, not necessarily, because they might change stuff up, right? Like, the adaptation... Yes, but, like... Okay. I don't know. For me... Sure. It was very, like... When I was watching American Gods, I was like, ooh, this is, like, getting, like... Yeah, I actually like, didn't this, care about... And also, is, I guess this is the other thing. It's yeah. been a while since I've read... American Gods yeah. and Good Omens, right. so I honestly forgot about a lot of the stuff. Yeah. And then when it, while it was happening, I was like, "Oh, right, I forgot yeah. about this book." Yeah. So for me, I'd say like eight point two five to eight point five. It was a good show, well acted. You know, I'm giving it a three. Wow, because uh, there was no dicks. <laughs> I don't know. Um, no, <laughs> ten out of ten. 
I mean, it's a yeah, it's a nine. Yeah, nice. I'm I'm feeling really happy about it. Nice. And uh, I only I've only gotten better uh, with time here, and I would totally watch that again. Maybe not immediately, but sometime I could see myself being like, you know what? I want to watch this. Hey man, it's fun. It's enjoyable. I totally I I yeah. get it, man. I get it's it. Good time. Yeah, check so. it out. It's a great show. You know, it really needs the help, so our reviews matter. Get the voice Yeah, out there. right, because we released, you know, Pokemon, like, um, two months after it actually came out. <laughs> Woo, boy, yay. Hey, Jake. Feeling guilty. I didn't mean to do, do that. No, I, I just, just, I just really uh, No, it was a really good show. Um, and I hope more, I don't think Sandman should be adapted, so Neil, if you're out there listening, please don't. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> I think it's perfect as a comic book, yeah. Yeah. Well, when we come back, we'll sleep on a few ideas. submarines which was used in the season finale for the good place which is yet another tv show that delves into heaven and hell the good place and the bad place i know it's kind of um currently in vogue to make fun of the show uh i still think it's really good and i would suggest checking it out sometime if you have the chance it's a show that talks a lot about philosophy and um what it means to be good, and if we can change and become good. I think it shares a lot in common with Good Omens in the way that it treats uh, heaven and hell like a bureaucracy, and also how out of touch all of the people are. Uh, Like the demons, uh, one of them, the main character, is obsessed with human culture, and sometime he gets to actually go on Earth and he falls in love with it. Pretty similar to Aziraphale and Crowley. Okay, coming up next, we're going to do a real human being search on everybody's favorite thing, sleep. What? What? It's time for a real human being search. Before we started recording this, you were saying you were sleepy. That's right. I'm you still also, sleepy. You also said a weird fact about... Which is totally untrue. I remembered a fact that there was a famous person who slept with their one arm 
raised above them. So like imagine if they were lying on their back and then the arm was like straight up at a ninety degree angle mm. to their bod. Yeah. Uh, which is not true. Yeah. Uh, not in the slightest. But I remembered it. And that spent uh sort of sent us down the, the hole of sleep. The hole of sleep. Yes. Or my bed. Very true. It's like I like to call it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. My sleep hole. Your sleep hole. Um I was looking it up and this isn't actually from the article that I Gonna read from right, right. now. We'll, we'll see it's from if, another article. We'll see if we'll see if we need another one. It's after from a this, backup but, article. But yeah, uh, but but actually, uh, the idea of having a, a a starfish pose, as they put it. Yeah. Um, What's a starfish is, pose, Jacob? Can you describe it to me? Um, well, you know, star a yeah. starfish. Yeah, I show your back. Yeah, and then all your limbs are starfish down like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you. you. You understand what a starfish is? No, like? I do understand. So imagine that you're sleeping on your back. Okay. And, uh, all the limbs. The starfish are... stars, yeah. star points. Yeah. Those are like your limbs. Gotcha. So your I'm feet on are. Yeah. And your your hands are uh-huh. out, and your arms. Specifically, these ones are saying like the arms over over your head. Oh, okay. Like that type. Well, that's it's not like really a starfish. That's that's not really a starfish. That's more like a. They said it's more like the fool in tarot when he's or the hanged Jesus. man. But weird thing that I did not know is that most most uh, people actually sleep in the fetal position, mm-hmm. um, which when I think about it, I don't really actually remember what I I actually end up sleeping in. Mm-hmm. I, I usually I feel like that my back is the most comfortable. Yeah, I will go on my side a couple times, but generally it's. Generally, my shoulders are too broad and they get like scrummed up when I'm on my side, so I can't do it. Like, yeah. so when I'm lying on my side, yeah. my shoulders do this, and it's like, what am I? Ugh. So I lie on my back and my head turned to the left like this. Do you ever, um, do you know people who sleep on their stomach? Uh, I've met one person who sleeps on their stomach. It just looks so uncomfortable. It looks so yeah, uncomfortable. Right? Yeah, right? It's brutal. <laughs> the, the neck is cricked. That's up. the one thing that we can agree on. Yeah. yeah. Between uh, us. Yeah. yeah. Well, today, today I I found some other okay. interesting uh-huh. facts that I wanted to share with you. And so maybe we can just be like the people mentioned in this article, because these are the sleep habits of highly successful people. Woo! And we want to be highly successful, right? Yes. I Well, I am already highly successful, but I want to be even more highly successful. And maybe this is why I'm so successful, so... Hit me. Well, this comes to us from the good people at Forbes. Well, Forbes, uh, is, Forbes magazine. Forbes. Does Elon Musk sleep like this? Uh, well, well, I don't want to reveal too much, but they do have um, some uh, Mark Zucky Zuckerberg's some uh, interesting charts. Okay. Later on. All right. All right. Uh, I haven't actually read the reading of the article, so some of this might not be that interesting. But let's hey, do it. Let's do it. Let's, <laughs> that's our tagline. Some of this might not be interesting. <laughs> that's, that's coming this summer <laughs> real human beings it's not for everyone <laughs> it's an acquired taste it's pretty niche um, <laughs> sleep is a much coveted enterprise <laughs> yeah I covet I covet my neighbor's sleep and as researchers learn more and more about its purpose and the fallout of not getting enough the importance of getting a good night's sleep becomes even clearer uh, a new study by John Hopkins researchers show that there is a difference between sleep that's long but interu- uninterrupted and sleep that's short but sound. As you might guess, it's better for the brain to sleep a shorter number of uninterrupted hours than a longer number of fifthful ones. When your sleep is disrupted through the night, said lead study author Patrick Finian. Finian? Finian's! I don't know why I'm bothering to read Finian's. names. 
Uh, you don't have the opportunity to get the progress, the sleep stages, to get the amount of slow wave sleep that is key to the feeling kind of, of restoration. Slow waves, man. He and his people slow wave. <laughs> Catch the ride, man. <laughs> a little short of like the different waves of sleep. So there's like rapid eye movement, and then there's like the slow waves. Yeah. Take it easy, man. <laughs> it's pretty good. Island living. You Shoot. could up. <laughs> you are from Salt Spring, after all. <laughs> da, 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 da. Basically, makes me part black, you know. Oh. <laughs> well, I wouldn't try that. No, no. Uh, uh, sorry, keep going. Jacob. He and his team had people come into the sleep lab and get a full night's sleep. Stay up late so their total sleep would be reduced, or be subject to multiple interruptions throughout the night. Turned out that after the second night, a pattern emerged. The people who had interrupted sleep reported significantly reduced positive news. Moods. Nudes. Positive nudes. Our nudes are down. They're they're really bummed out when they have to take nudes. We keep making them take nudes. <laughs> they're not happy about it. They had they have they had reduced positive moods. Yeah. yeah, than yeah, yeah, people. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They have lower energy feel levels and reduced feelings of positive uh like sympathy and friendliness. Yeah. Huh. Um, not only do the results apply to healthy people, but they're also very likely to apply to those who sleep poorly. Mm. One in ten people has insomnia, and if you're one of them, you probably don't need scientific studies to know how much it takes its toll. Haha. Uh -huh. oh. Do you think you have insomnia? No. Uh, no. But there is this disease that's terrifying. It's called fatal insomnia, which basically, at, <laughs> you can just get it. <laughs> sounds really horrible. It's horrible. All of a sudden yeah. you just can't sleep, and then there's nothing you can do, and you die two months later. From not being able to sleep. It's like prion disease. You know what prion diseases? Prion diseases are these replicating mutated like protein chains that lock in with your cells. And unlike viruses or bacteria, which are alive, they don't die. So prion diseases could like survive the vacuum of space. And then uh, they replicate in your brain and you're just doomed. There's no solving it. It's just death. This is really scary for me. <laughs> It's, it's super oh, unlikely no. that you get a prion disease oh, or fatal no. disease. Right, keep going, keep going. I want to hear about successful men oh, and Elon yeah, we're, Musk. We're getting to that soon. I want his Musk all over me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> too few and too many hours of sleep are linked to a number of health problems over time, even mm. to early mortality. There seems to be a sweet spot for sleep, about seven hours, give or take, depending on the individual. Too far outside this window can indicate underlying problems. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah. The below are the sleep habits of 21 highly successful people. Oh, Not boy. everyone keeps normal hours, as is shown, but it's important to do what right feels right to you, tweaking your pattern as needed. Since sleep is right up there with nutrition and exercise, make sure you give it the attention it deserves. It deserves. It oh, you're all over the place. Yeah, I know. You, you talk about me being sleep deprived or drunk. Uh, Jacob, we've been drinking on the sly again. Are you hiding no. a whiskey bottle in your... No. Uh, so in this sleep study, uh, they uh -huh. found that the majority of people have five to six hours uh -huh. of sleep. Yeah. Oh, sleep time. So when do, you, when, do you, when do you normally go to bed? Anywhere between 10 to 1. Can you be a little bit more... Average? Uh, okay. Average, 11.30. Average, 11.30. Okay, let's go with average. You are part of 5% of people. 
sick who fall asleep during that time you are in one of the the, the, the lowest types here yeah. um i fall asleep at like 10 i know because you're degenerate i'm with an 18 percent uh th- do you want to guess what the majority it's it's anywhere between 9 30 to 3 a.m what the majority of people majority of people fall asleep at 9 45 uh, in, in half an hour increments. oh uh, 9 30 to 10 it's actually 11 Wow. Most people fall asleep at 11 p.m., uh, 32% of people in this study. Wow. Uh, 18% of people weirdly fall asleep at 1 a.m., which is... Uh, I can see that, because you get to 12 o'clock, and then you're like, yeah. fuck it, what's another hour? And you just go yeah. at that point. Uh, what time do you wake up? Uh, at, when I work? Sure, yeah. Uh, I wake up at f- uh, 5... 4.30. 5.55. All right, we'll call it 6. 6, yeah. Uh, when I'm not at work... I wake up yeah. at around 8. Uh, when you're not at work, you wake up at 8. That is 6% of all people. Yeah. Uh, they don't have 6 o'clock here, so it's anywhere between 5.30 and 6.30. Sure. 11%. Yeah. So that's also where I do. The, most people wake up at uh, apparently at 5 a.m., which is um, 28% of, of people in here. So. I can see that. Waking up and getting up is two different things in my mind, though. So, so uh, I'm going to read off a couple different people. All right. Who, uh, and what I want you to do is guess when do they, when, when is their start sleep time? When is their, when do they wake up? Yeah, okay. When do they, when do they, I'm ready. Think here. All right. So, um, Bill Gates. He goes to bed at nine o'clock with a glass of warm milk and he wakes up at 4 30. Apparently goes to bed at midnight and gets up at seven. Wow, look at so that! For seven hours, yep. Uh, Richard Branson. I'm gonna say twelve o'clock to six o'clock. Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, twelve o'clock to five or six o'clock. Yeah. So he's yeah. he's yeah. much he's a bit less, faster like, than like when you look at the thing, it's got little clocks. Yeah. So you can see yeah. like who's getting less sleep yeah. than everybody else. Uh, Tim Cook. Tim Cook. Uh, founder yeah. of Tim uh, Apple. Yep. Tim um, Apple. I'm going to say, I'm gonna, a lot of these guys are older dudes, mm-hmm. 12 o'clock to uh, 7. 9.30. Wow. And he gets up at 4.30. So he's, he's, he's my dad. He's my dad, dad. My dad, 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 my dad yeah. falls asleep at 9 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> he, goes, he, he, yeah. he goes to bed at 9. He's asleep by 9.30, mm-hmm. and then he wakes up at 4.30. Um, uh, Jack Dorsey. Uh, co-founder of Twitter, uh, crazy guy. <laughs> yes, he is crazy. Uh, Eleven to uh, uh, six. Pretty close. Yeah. Uh, five, uh, ten thirty to five thirty. Yeah. Uh, there, are, there are some that are like out there. Um, Barack Obama. Two. Two a.m. Two a.m. Yeah. To like. He gets five, up at five a.m. Yeah, it's like three hours of sleep. Yeah. That's it. That's what he's rocking on. Well, he, he is a little bit later than most people. Uh, One a.m. to seven a.m. Okay. Yeah. Um, ben Franklin. Ben Franks. I think I remember this. He talks about it and how like he, he's a big fan of it. He's gonna be something weird like he sleeps from like eight to ten or like eleven, wakes up for a little bit, and then goes back to sleep for like another amount of time, and then bangs an old woman. <laughs> nah, he's just ten p.m. to five a.m. Oh. Just a little weird. It's 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 yeah. He's, he's seven hours. Um, Winston Churchill. Oh, Winston Churchill was very famous for falling asleep. And he woke up at one in the afternoon, uh-huh. and then go to bed at like three in the morning or something like that, crazy like that. Pretty close. Uh, he he went to bed at three a.m. Yeah, yeah. and woke up at eight. Yeah, he's, eight a.m. Yeah, like, so yeah. he was routinely drunk <laughs> in the war room. He had a bathtub set up and had he could take his baths while he was <laughs> observing the war. Uh, let's see, Thomas Edison. 
When he was inventing the light bulb. Uh, he didn't realize what havoc it would have on people's work schedules. Uh, or he did, and he's just an asshole. Um, well, he's an asshole. Um, I'm going to say asshole hours are 9 to like 3. 11 to 4. Oof. So he only got 5 hours per yeah. day. So. No wonder he was cranky. Yeah. He was cranky all the time. He needs his coffee. All right. uh, a, couple, a couple more. A couple more. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, uh, Jeff Bezos. Ah. Smooth head Jeff. <laughs> Smooth head Jeff. Smooth uh, 12 head to Jeff. 6. 12 to 6. Uh, 10 to 5. Okay. 10 to 5. So he's got 7 yeah. hours. He's getting a good snoozles in there. Uh, I think I'm going to save... I'll save him for last. Elon uh, Musk. I'll save Elon for last. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres. Uh, which is weird that she's on this Ellen DeGeneres list, but... is apparently not too generous. Uh, she, I mean, she's going to be something weird too, or something really... No, ten, I'll do 10 to 5. I'll be safer, 10 to 5. She's 11 to 7. Interesting. So 8 hours. Yeah. That's a long sluice. Yeah, sluzzle. she gets a long sluice. Like, compared to all of these yeah. other people, it's, well, she it's a woman, she's like one so of the longest ones. That's... <laughs> Uh, okay. Cool. <laughs> How about Elon Musk? No, oh, he's going to be weird. Two to eight. I will tell you, what? he does share it with somebody else we've already. Uh, one to seven. Nice, man. He's the same as Barack Obama. Yeah, yeah. He struck me as, well, you know, struck me as a good... Presidential. It's it's Elon weird. Musk should run for president. <laughs> That's what you're saying. Yeah, uh, it's weird that like I don't know. I find it weird to stay up past past twelve. Yeah, to me, um, one a.m. I don't know. It my brain kicks on at around eight thirty to nine. That's usually when I get my most active. <laughs> so. Yeah, <laughs> and then from like nine to about eleven, mm-hmm. and then it's a slow burn afterwards. I've been using Flux lately though. That's really helped me go to bed. The, the the thing that yeah it's a little app on the computer which yeah. dims it to sort of brownish hues and it really helps right put me get me sleepy mm. so yeah cool yeah um are those, are those all the habits of rich people just the, that that's all it had wow so it's just twenty one rich people just twenty one rich people yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean you could say they're successful or not um well wealth is success Jacob we live in a capitalist society yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that was worth it or anything. <laughs> oh, man. All this talk made me tired. Yeah. Sleepy. I transferred all my sleep to you. You didn't notice well, it. I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to say? Uh, I dream every night. Uh-huh. And it's wonderful. But I sometimes wake up tired. And I wish I didn't. I also really enjoy sleep. But I don't get enough of it. Do you think... Because I've heard that everybody... Everybody dreams, yes, but it's do. just the fact that we don't remember. Yes. Uh, we all go into REM state. Do you state. believe that? Yes. We all go into an REM state, which is dreaming. I don't know. I think it's a big it's a big uh, cover-up. Big conspiracy. Big cover-up to what dream. actually happens. Big dream they is, want, is yes, hiding. They want us to believe that. <laughs> Who is big dream? Who leads big dream? Uh, Disney, because it's where dreams are made. Yes. So... My final word on this subject, yeah. and then I will not talk again, and okay. Alden will just be able to talk for as long as he wants in oh, this section, I don't. Uh, <laughs> is that uh, Disney, you need to boycott them, even mm-hmm. though they control everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Bring it home. Bernie 2020. Great speech. <laughs> or a Bernie household here. 
<laughs> that has nothing to do with sleep. That's <laughs> Two old uh, men. Two ruling, old men. Ruling our dreams. Ruling our dreams. Yeah. Hopefully we'll li- join you in your dreams later tonight when you fall asleep. Or if you're falling asleep to this podcast I will right be, now. Well, Alden will be right there. Be- oh, he's right there beside you right now. Look out. <laughs> I'm like a nightmare. Okay. Do you know the word nightmare? Do you remember the word nightmare comes from? No. So nightmare uh, literally split the word apart. Night, um, mare, mare right. meaning a female horse. Yes. And the idea was that a witch in the mm-hmm. shape of a small horse would come and sit on your chest mm-hmm. and give you bad dreams. And some scholars have theorized that it's actually sleep paralysis because one of the feelings of sleep paralysis is waking up and being unable to move because yeah. the spinal cord is paralyzed during yeah. sleep uh, and then your brain hallucinates heavily. So... That's where the word nightmare comes from. It's from a German. I think I found a new fetish now. Which is sitting on your face? Tell me about it. No, horses sitting on my chest. (laughs) You said something real. (laughs) Great. Well, do you have anything else left to add? Uh... No. Okay. (laughs) We come back, picks of the fucking week. <laughs> it's witches. <laughs> Mrs. Sandman, where you at? I need that one friend. He's down my back. You know I'm there for you. Be there for me too. I'm waiting in my house. I'll see you in a few. I'm going through some stuff. Yeah, it's kind of rough. But with you by my side, I know I'll be tough. We can get through it all, side by side. We can hang together through the night. You're the man, bro. You really are. If I had some money, I'd buy you a car. For now, I'll ride bikes, talk about our likes, and when we get older, we'll talk about our wives. This track is Mr. Sandman, Where You At, which I thought was appropriate for a discussion about sleep. It's by the artist Swoon, and I found it off of a Chinese playlist. Um, They have a lot of weird stuff mashed together. Uh, That's honestly how I find a lot of my new music is through this Chinese music app. The copyright laws are like different there or non-existent so uh, you can just kind of download whatever you want. Uh, It's really easier to get new music and and download it to your device or whatever. I've never paid for like Spotify or Apple Music or anything. I've always used weird workarounds like this one. Yeah, towards the end of that conversation both of us were feeling pretty tired. So you can kind of tell how the conversation gets kind of loopy. Um, There's a full, like, 16 minutes that I cut out. Uh, Look for that as a bonus later on, where the conversation gets even more delirious. Well, coming up next is our favorite segment this week and every week, Picks of the Week. So stay right there and keep and welcome back. It's picks of the week. Jacob's still angry at me for some reason. I don't know why. He's always angry at me. He's always angry at me. It's picks of the week. pretty good but listen to mine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. nice 
<laughs> that's the new picks of the week uh, yeah. thing there. Okay. Yeah. Um, Alden. Yes. What's your pick of the week? That's a good question, Jacob. I need to think about that for a second. All right. Then me. <laughs> what's my pick of the week? Jacob, what's your pick of the week this week? Wow, Alden, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> Thanks. My pick of the week, uh, I think, would have been like Terry Pratchett. Yeah. But I feel like we kind of talked about him at the beginning. So mm-hmm. I think we're okay with that. I, mm-hmm. I would definitely just like, he's an honorable mention. Because just reading, you know, his book right now. Yeah. His books. Uh, but my actual pick of the week is uh, episode of recent episode of the YouTube show Game Grumps, which mm-hmm. had a guest on it, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Ben Schwartz, mm-hmm. who is a comedian. He's the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog in the uh, sure to be amazing ma- movie. The masterpiece. I, I really like Ben Schwartz. He's yeah. I I've, I I um. He had a sp- yeah. I listened to a bunch of stuff that he, he's in as well, and he's like always one of the most funny guys he's he's quick on his feet he's clever he's he's funny um mm-hmm. been in a ton of ton of tv shows ton of ton of movies kind of bit parts mm-hmm. um and uh yeah game grumps is a is a let's play channel that's been on for million five years. ever yeah. um and uh the, the episode with him is like an hour and 30 minutes long yeah. uh and they beat the entire Kingdom of Mickey Mouse Magic Kingdom yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. It's really horrible. Yeah. It's a really bad game. But uh, they beat it. But 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 I really enjoy the conversations that they get into mm-hmm. with this guy. I think he has a lot of interesting stuff to say, especially when it comes down to like video games. Mm-hmm. And uh, he talks about how um, when he was a kid, his mom was like, uh, you know, you should go out and play more and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he reflecting on it now being older saying yeah. something along the lines of like uh i um you grew he grew he repeat he had his um you know when i was growing up i, I played uh i mean like a, a lot of video i mean if i played this i played a lot of video games right um and i will say this to see i bet there's something here i i say this to the people because you know your parents or when i was a kid my parents would be like, you know, what are you doing? This isn't gonna. I, I think a lot of my creativity in a lot of the stuff I do is because of all the video games I played as a kid. Yeah, That's I think about that. Right? Oh my god, yeah. But also like, like Final Fantasy, or writing story, or thinking about story, or just characters. Yep. Think about Metroid, or think about all the characters and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, they, they that video games were not a waste of time, and they were. While he was playing them, they were developing the creative parts of his brain, like um, you know, storytelling and imagination and stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, which you know is not nothing either. Um, yeah. It's just this idea of like when you're just when you're playing video games yeah. and you're sitting on your butt doing nothing, it, it has this idea that, that yeah. nothing's going on. But we see so little of our own process of our yeah. mind so you have no idea what's gonna actually yeah. improve it or whatever mm-hmm. i just thought that was really cool um mm-hmm. coming from a guy who's been successful mm-hmm. and uh yeah no i liked it it was a good conversation check mm-hmm. it out if you get a spare hour and a half <laughs> that's all uh let's see what's a good pick of the week for me a spare hour and a half after listening to the spare hour hour and a half yeah right uh, pick of the week. Let's see here. I think for me, since it's it's a toss up between. Mm-hmm. 
between a book or music, and I think I'm going to go music. Oh, no. Um, no, I've just been really enjoying lately. Oh, like, shit. Here it comes. A series, like a bunch oh, of different... Fuck. <laughs> It's it's not oh, really, it's not shit. even it's not even really like one yeah. artist. It's just like a genre sure. of like jazz, new wave jazz. I don't know what to call it. Like new chill jazz, hop. chill. It's not it's not chill hop though. It's like um, hi, hiatus coyote. Uh, it's sort of like new funk where it's it's soulful. It's like got electronic stuff in there. Knower is another band that are Louis Cole um, uh, that work in the sort of nebulous interspace between like jazz funk hip-hop uh and like synth <laughs> they sort of all combined together it's very vaporwave us too though no nah, i would say. definitely wouldn't say it's vaporwave it's it's definitely it's definitely something that's its own thing i'll, I'll put on uh, if i right. if I, I showed you hiatus coyote you would be like oh this is very clearly not vaporwave this is it's own jam. I, I think we're splitting hairs. No, no, it's like I think I think you're. I don't think you're. I don't think you understand the band that I'm okay. talking about. Sure. Because it's not. I'm not describing it well enough. Okay. Uh, it it doesn't sound like vaporwave. Vaporwave is, you know, chopping up old footage and repurposing it into a new thing. I have actually been listening to two other things, mm-hmm. uh, just sort of roll on the music train. So that specifically, I put I put hiatus coyote as like, the band to listen to because um, they've got a lot of that stuff Louis Cole as well two others uh, Wolf Mother which was uh, uh, sort of that's more vapor wavy and then this 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 one it's a Japanese long mm-hmm. st- string of things but it's an anti-vapor wave vapor wave album uh-huh. uh, where it's deliberately designed to like get rid of all the old vestiges of vapor wave but still use it in this very experimental way and mm-hmm. listening to all these bands it's like yeah no there is like real inventiveness there is real like power there um, yeah that still exists and it's really nice to hear those sort of unique voices Mm -hmm. that's about it really nothing more than that cool yeah cool um well what song do you want us to ride out on right now uh by whom in the background here the ending uh what are we listening to right now it's piping through uh, I don't know. Put on some. Put on some. Uh, you pick one of the things. Yeah, it's one of the highest coyotes. Uh, uh, I can't remember the title of the names of those things. I'm just like there's some like YouTube in the background, so like I'm not really paying attention to them. All right, well. I'll have to. I don't know. I've I've been paying attention. It's just music that I've been less right. liking. I'm not like ooh. No, it's just uh, that's something that. Yeah, I know. I was, the daily zeitgeist. So it's a, well, like, then we'll are, put the song in. I don't, I don't. I don't. I can't remember the name. I can't remember the name, but it's our hand. It's good. I'll go play some right no, now. It's, it's already, no, it's back. already I'll been in there. No, I'm just saying. Uh, you know, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. This is better. This is better. This is better. Okay, this is better. It's already fine. I don't want a clean. What uh, what, what song are we writing out on today here, Alden? Hiatus Coyotes Nakamara. Peep you guys later. Later. Haters. Shred it. They hate us because they hate us. They hate us because we hate us.
Yeah. Where uh, it's like a, instead of a soundboard, yeah. it's a recorder. <laughs> What's that? Is that a, that's a BBC, all right? guys uh, i had a whole bit sketched out of my head you did uh well too bad for... you didn't learn like the the theme song for good omens like oh um i don't even remember how it goes to be honest but hold on that's that's, that's a sherlock that's good that's sherlock oh it did sound kind of like sherlock in some bits so <laughs> uh, good Omens goes, um... Dun, dun, dun. I just can only think of Sherlock Holmes. Okay. There is a third of the movie coming out, which I am yeah, happy I know, about. I know, I know. I am, yeah. Like, I we've know. talked about it before, but like... Yeah, I don't yeah. know about Mike, but yeah. Uh... A third of the uh, Robert Downey Jr., Jude Law, Sherlock Holmes, which I have a very soft spot in my heart for. I really enjoy them. They, they're pretty fun. They were they're an ironic fun. pleasure, and then they became ironic, and now they're just a pleasure. Yeah, they're, they're just they're just enjoyable movies. I enjoy them. Yeah. Um, the second cool. one is obviously weaker than the first. I think the first one is... is pretty solid second one so. I we you know watched the second one I don't really remember anything that happened yeah it's not I remember he falls off they do the the, the mount what, what are mount, they uh, Ryan, Ryan the Ryan the Brandenburg or the Ryan yeah, Reichenbach, the Reichenbach falls yeah yeah they do that part because yeah, yeah. like yeah, yeah he falls off but um yeah it's it's very um uh it's very the mummy the mummy 2 
kind of for me because the mummy is perfect in all things and all ways and then the mummy 2 good you, you still like the mummy 2 but, but it's not as you're good. gonna you would yeah. admit that it's not yeah it's not perfect okay but it's still got that charm it's it's mm-hmm. you know it's still it's still life light and effervescent that's a that's a favorite of one of your lately movies. yeah no, lately I've been, I've been rocking that lately uh, well, so everybody, what was your intro? I can't remember. It's gone. Remember. It's it's in the void. Well, uh, we are joined today by an angelic presence and a demonic presence. Yes, that's right. We have no guests. It's just us. <laughs> so figure that one out. But which one is which? Oh. We will never reveal. Who's the Antichrist of our real human beings? Um, Mark. Okay. There we go. He's a pure boy. There we go. Uh, yeah, pure human. 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 Well, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm kind of, we're kind none of, of these, none of these things are setting the, great, but, hmm? uh, we're setting the stage a bit early. But yeah, today we're going to be talking about good omens. Uh, and then uh, we'll just see where the whims take us. Whims and wiles. Perhaps, uh, I, I kind of lost track of what sentence was there. It's <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just grab out. Alden isn't drunk this time. <laughs> just sleepy. Once he's sleepy. An el- allergic. Allergic. I, allergic. I, took, I took some uh, uh-huh. of my allergy pills, and yeah. they're like an anabolic steroid, so they tend to make me a bit kind of drowsy and loopy, which is another reason why I'm kind of... We're definitely NPCs. We've already talked about this a lot, but in, maybe on mic, but maybe not on mic. Uh, that we're definitely the Rosencrats and Guildensterns of, of any social gathering. We're very much at, very much at the edge of, <laughs> of reality. Or we just like to think of that. Yeah. Like, maybe we're just inflating our own egos. That's what, what I'm saying. I feel like it's deflating our own ego here. We are kind of doing the one true intellectual stance, but, you know... Great segue into uh, <laughs> our topic today. Can I just briefly say? Yeah, there, sorry, I'm cutting off. Here no, we go. go. There was this. I went. To, there's this vaudeville show that I went to in Victoria, and uh, and it's pretty. It's pretty broad humor. Uh, it's made by rejects of the theater group or people desperately looking for some money. So that kind of gives you the idea of like the people in the show. Mm-hmm. It's fun, uh, and it's got some talent, but they had this one bit which killed me. Because it's so stupid. This guy, I'm sure it's taken from somewhere. They're like doing a scene, doing some sort of vaudevillian sketch. And then this guy comes out and he's on a dolly. But he's, he's, his feet are on the dolly and the dolly's reversed. And he's holding the things like this and he's pushing it like this to move himself forward. Like on the little, the wheels. Okay. So he's like, he's jerking along forward. Uh-huh. And then he looks and he goes, I'm an awkward segue. And they cut to the next because it's a segue that doesn't move well. And... It's really wondering where that was Yeah, going. it's really bad. It was... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to take my awkward segue okay, okay, and go. say that... Uh, Do it, go ahead. One of my favorite random podcasts is Off Book, improvised <laughs> musical podcast, which would get me punched. Because <laughs> that's such a stupid... Improv and musicals. <laughs> Combine it's them fairly together. pretentious. My favorite, my favorite one though, uh, is with John Gambrilling. Of course, classic. Uh, it, it always has Zach Reno and Jess McKenna, who are awesome. Mm-hmm. Also Nicole Byer. It's called Forecast po- uh, Forecast Puberty. If you're interested, it's very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they have one whole entire song where they talk about Neil Gaiman for. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> Some things are books. 
Some things are pictures, some things are graphic novels. All of these things are Neil Gaiman. You taught us things, now you just sit back. We'll teach you a few, yeah, why don't you relax? We've already said it, don't need to be at odds. He wrote American Gods. Neil Gaiman. Author of American Gods. I just like it because uh, Zach, Jess, and John are all like going over different facts about Neil Gaiman, and right. it just makes me feel like, oh man, I would be friends with them. <laughs> they read his books too. <laughs> they do like him. Oh, uh, Jacob. Yeah, it's pretty pretty lonely, pretty pathetic. Uh, but that's anyways. okay. I pretend that I play with Critical Role and then hate on them. So you know. Haha, <laughs> Sam, that is a funny joke. Yeah, don't mock me, but it's often. Uh, I gotta say, I love this cup, uh, mostly because uh, you weren't close enough for me to mm. say it, but I noted to Adam that the bottom part looks like a, an erect nipple. Have you noticed there? <laughs> so. Thanks. Uh, just gonna think about that whenever you're uh, drinking. A reverse, you're reverse suckling. I'm inside the woman. Or yeah. man. Men can breastfeed too. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, it's 2019. Also, men have nipples. I didn't say. I didn't say that this was. Well, but like, what were they? What? Okay. <laughs> we're not gonna go this far down a, a thing that no one can even see. So like, imagine a glass. Imagine a imagine a glass. And I think at this point, yeah, it's lost. <laughs> it's lost. <laughs> this is really stupid. Yeah, really stupid. Um. Oh my God. All right. Uh, this will be interesting. Right. So we're or doing... not at all. Actually, maybe this might put you to sleep. <laughs> um. Hold on. What was that? What's 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 the sleep song? Oh. song of the morning so it's not quite appropriate but anyway jacob for all they know this could be the morning yeah 
Um, anyway, yeah. A new study by John Hopkins researchers. It's like Jim Williams. Shows. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't checked out, uh, check out uh, Chips in China. Now it's time for Chips in China. It's pretty good. I am proud of that. Yeah, I am good. proud of that. It's, it's a fun one there. Yeah. I like Warren, actually. I'm a Biden supporter. Actually, honestly, if I had my, I would be like either Andrew Young or Pete Buttigieg. Not Beto O'Rourke. No, not Beto. Is he still running right now? Yeah. Yeah, there's like 32. That's insane. Crazy like that, yeah. The focus right now is Biden and Trump. Yeah, yeah. That I'd be disappointed in. Back and forth between them. I'd be disappointed, but... Would you still vote Biden? Yeah, I mean, it's better than Trump. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, come on, let's be honest. I would be really just unimpressed. Yeah. So...